Good evening. Hi, David. Let's give people a minute or two to join and then we'll make a start. Hello, hi Nick. I was just saying we're giving people a minute or two. The numbers are not going up as quickly as they were yesterday. So um, yeah, let's just give people a minute. I'm not sure if there are any new faces with us today that were not taking part yesterday um but uh i wanted to start off with saying a big big thank you for for all the uh positive messages and all the thank you messages i got from you yesterday um really heartwarming to to uh to hear, to see that you enjoyed it and that it brought value. Um, so yeah, I was, I was, I was just so glad um, to read those messages. So thank you so much. Um, and also, just to let you know, I am saving these lives, um, and they are available on my profile. So if you can't make any of these sessions, obviously it's the most beneficial for you if you do join live because then you can ask questions but if for some reason you can't make it the sessions will be saved on my profile and then later on i will try to create a guide where you can see all of the episodes um if you want to revisit um any of the lessons so we've got a few people here uh so let's make a start uh for those of you who are here for the first time. Uh, my name is Laura. Uh, I'm a psychologist and a life coach. And um, this is the Alpha Dating Blueprint, um, where you will learn all about dating and how to change your dating life in 30 days, four weeks. Um, there are some comments coming in in foreign languages, which I do not speak. Um, and also just for housekeeping safe, uh, sake, um, all comments I will get back to uh, towards the end of the session. So I will do the talk first, deliver today's class first, and then we will do the Q&A. That's the structure for all of the classes going forward. And just like yesterday, the only rule is um, please be respectful of other participants and of what I'm sharing here. Um, so yeah, so that's it. Uh, today's topic is emotional intelligence. And before we dive into that, I want to know, how did you guys find last night's homework? How did you get on with it? Um, how did it go for you? Did you learn anything new? Did it maybe help with your confidence? Did you have any issues? Tell me all about it in the comments. Okay, anybody want to share anything? 
I guess people are still coming in. So maybe I'll leave that question for towards the end of the session. We can circle back. And now let's, uh, let's get to today's topic, which is emotional intelligence. And um, when you hear the term, what is the first thing that comes to your mind? That's a question to you. When you hear emotional intelligence, what do you, what do you think about? Or how do you define emotional intelligence? Anyone? <laughs> it's a tough crowd today. You're very shy. Empathy. Okay. Yes. Any other definitions of emotional intelligence that anybody wants to share? It's not the most obvious term, so I do appreciate that. Interacting with others, how others see you. Yes, empathy, good one. Being empathetic slash sympathetic. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah, these are good ones. Okay, if there are any other definitions that you guys can come up with. Um, the ability to walk in others' shoes. Okay. Yeah, these are some good ones. Uh, thank you so much for sharing your definitions. The reason why I asked is um, I just yeah I just I just wanted to see where we are as a group um, and also to um, yeah let's just let's just leave it at to see where we are as a group because what what happens very often and what these comments showed me is that. Um, most people know, and you know, this has just confirmed it, that most people know only part of the one ingredient of, emo of what emotional intelligence is. So what you guys talked about is social awareness. So being able to um, sympathize with others, being able to understand others well, being able to have good interactions with people, um, that's all social awareness. But there isn't, that's only half of what emotional intelligence is. There is another ingredient that's another 50% and that is self-awareness and that is something I want to focus on today because I think it's very important um, especially for men especially in Western society um, because we are taught and the general the most popular um, concept still even though it is slowly changing is that men don't need to be in touch with their emotions as much is men are not taught to prioritize you know um being aware of how they feel and recognizing how they feel and acting on how they feel and, or even having the right vocabulary to um, acknowledge what's going on. So, um, so this is why I think this is very important um, for us to talk about for one reason, for general mental well-being, because obviously if you're not well, you can't really go out and date. But another reason is um, this lack of um, knowledge when it comes to um, yourself and your emotions is often what is holding people back from 
um, being successful at dating because how can you successfully read emotions of others? How can you successfully try and have evoke certain emotions in other people, in this case women, if you don't understand your own? Um, so that's one, that's, 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 that's one thing, that's one aspect of it. The other is if you don't understand your own emotions, they will often get in the way. Which is why today I wanna I wanna um, talk about emotions um, and emotional awareness. So let's dive straight into it in terms of the actions or the things that I want you to think about and reflect on today. Um, in terms of self awareness, what I notice in my practice men are often missing is the ability to recognize your own emotions. So naming them sounds super simple but when you think about it very often what happens is we feel uncomfortable but we're not sure why and we can't really put our finger on it and we can't really name if you know if we're hungry if we're angry if we're irritated um or maybe just feeling anxious or nervous um and that's because we never really think and especially men don't often think about this vocabulary they never learn it they just classify it you know um they they basically only have two modes which is feeling good and feeling bad um and that's not healthy and that's not helpful if you want to if you if if, if you want to um you know grow in the self-development field um so recognizing your emotions um, expanding your range in terms of the the verbal layer of it, but also exploring your bodily reactions. So when you feel any type of change in your body, positive or negative, try and catch yourself and name what it is. Connect, you know, the uh, connect the word to the emotion, to the state in your body so if your heart raised up because that's that's another thing there are certain emotions um certain positive and negative emotions have similar bodily reactions which is why having this self-awareness and having this knowledge of yourself how you react is so important and so helpful so for example if your heart rate is up and you feel maybe your stomach is hurting a little bit um this is a bodily reaction to either stress or excitement so in that case you need to ask yourself um basically intellectualize it a little bit and try and establish the context for it what is making you feel that way um and there will be quite a few um emotions that can feel similar at first so nervousness and anger for example or anxiety and anger so this is not the type of homework that you can just get done um overnight but it it is something that is an ongoing process and definitely worth going through because once you establish these emotions and especially the negative ones so you know anxiety nervousness sadness um when they come up for you and you know what they are you will be able to pinpoint how they influence your behaviors maybe if you're nervous you start talking in a certain way you maybe you know you just have this uncontrollable verbal diarrhea diarrhea which obviously is not very helpful in a dating situation or um 
maybe when you get really excited you stop paying attention to details which again is not helpful in dating because um especially in the initial stage it's so easy to get super excited about someone and then miss the red flags so by doing this exercise you will be more aware and whenever these emotions come up you will be able to add um, to guard yourself better or to guide how you behave uh, using intellectual tools and structures that you will create with time. And that's a very important um, thing here that for this exercise, what is needed is time and patience. So, but we'll get to that in a minute. So noticing how, naming your emotions, noticing how they influence your behaviors. And then sometimes, and I'm sure there will be at least one situation, but maybe more or one emotion or more emotions that um, influence your behaviors in a way you don't like or in a way that you won't find beneficial. And what you want to do then is come up with a way of adjusting this behavior to um, or replacing this behavior with something that will be more productive, more helpful, something that just works for you better. And this is again um, where patience comes in because the emotions and your um, the emotions, your bodily reactions and um, and your behaviors as a result of these emotions are patterns. So it will take time for you to figure them out, come up with a plan of changing them and then actually applying the, that change and making it last. But what you want to do for these emotions and for these behaviors that are problematic, you want to build emotional resilience. And how do you do it? You do it through introducing healthy coping mechanisms. Um, because another thing that you will notice is that after you behave in a certain way, you might feel discomfort. And it might be, um, you know, mild discomfort um, in the form of, for example, you know, just thinking about it for, I don't know, a few minutes after the situation happens, but you might be ruminating, which means just constantly going back in circles um, and just thinking about this, you know, this situation that happened and like overanalyzing it and, and, you know, driving yourself crazy thinking about this thing, feeling the need to, um, to, to maybe drink, to have a cigarette, to masturbate. There are different addictions people go into to distract themselves from whatever is feeling uncomfortable. Some people become aggressive as a result of discomfort, emotional discomfort. And this is why I think it's just so important to increase your awareness in that field. So, um, so tracking what your coping mechanisms are right now and then how you can improve them. Um, there's plenty of healthy coping mechanisms out there. Um, and today's lesson is not about coping mechanisms, so I won't be going into detail, but just to give you a few examples. Um, coping, a coping mechanism could be, for example, doing a sport. 
um, taking up sport, a particular sport, uh, but something that I think works best, especially if you're new to this process of building emotional resilience, unless it's gym that's close to your to where you live. So, you know, in your building or somewhere where you can get really easily, maybe like a little, uh, you know, gym room or, or equipment that you have in your house. Um, if it's not that, I would recommend maybe running, taking a walk, doing some exercises that don't require any equipment, because the the point is here you want to make it as easily accessible and immediately accessible as possible so sport um you can you can use some relaxa uh, relaxation techniques so for example meditation journaling um you can use a number of mindfulness techniques you can have a bath you can have a shower there's a lot of things that you can do to ease that discomfort and shift your focus towards something else um you can um you can use social support, which is speaking to somebody, either a friend, a family member, could also be a professional, um, like a coach or a therapist. Um, and one of the things, uh, or one of my favorite coping mechanisms is cognitive restructuring. But this one I am not getting into because uh, right now, because this is not a personal development, strictly personal development lesson. But I'll just say that this is cognitive restructuring sounds very complicated, but basically what it is, is intellectualizing your issue uh, and just, you know, basically taking it apart piece by piece and then um, and then pinpointing what it is that is causing you this discomfort. But I, I, I do appreciate that this is not an option for everybody um, and that it takes time. So if you are very new to this, if you're a beginner, I would definitely recommend um, sport, self-expression, like for example, art, maybe, you know, drawing um, or the, you know, the relaxation techniques. These are the ones I would recommend as a starting point. And um, again, remembering that you won't become a different person overnight. So if you are trying, if for example, anxiety is the emotion that comes up the most for you and understandably in the context of dating, it's something that will be a big obstacle. So you wanna get rid of it as soon as possible. Uh, but if anxiety is something that you have been dealing with and you know, and, and, and behaviors connected to anxiety, so maybe speaking in a certain way or your body language changing, or maybe you get really, really red um, on your face or on your neck, um, obviously you won't be able to change that overnight. So you might get impatient. You might just want to drop it and think that, oh, it's not working for me. Um, but be patient and give yourself time. If you have been repeating a behavior for 20, 30, 40, 50 years, you cannot expect to just change it like that. It's impossible. So be patient, be understanding towards yourself and give yourself time. Um, that's it in terms of emotional intelligence. Um, the other part of um, the other part of emotional intelligence, uh, sorry, that was self-awareness. So that's it on self-awareness, the first ingredient of emotional intelligence. Uh, now let's talk about ingredient number two, which is social awareness. 
And the first thing that I want to start off with is that don't even bother trying to interpret someone over text messages, even over FaceTime, whatever advice you're hearing. Um, I just, I just don't think it's relevant and I don't think it works. And that's because messages, text messages can be interpreted in so, so many ways. So obviously there are, you know, um, there are some ways you can improve at texting to make it more fun, to make it more engaging, exciting, maybe intriguing for the woman you're texting with. Don't get me wrong, this can be worked on, but that's your texting game. Texting cannot be used to sort of diagnose the woman, you know, or to get to know a woman. Um, or understand her from the emotional point of view, what she's like, um, or express too much of yourself through text messages. So whatever, you know, if you're in doubt, um, I think the best thing is just to meet up with somebody and then, and then, and then see, um, if, if it really is a red flag or if it really is, um, a lack of compatibility, whatever it is that you're doubtful about. So yes, in interpreting people or trying to use emotional intelligence techniques um, over text and just general nonverbal communication, um, as in not in, not not in person communication, is not a good idea. Um, one thing that's very simple that I want to put in here before I talk about everything else is um, using people's names. And that's something you might have come across in other dating advice on the internet um, or when it comes to emotional intelligence in general um, there is a recommendation for you to address people by their name and to make sure you use their name a lot and because that will make them like you more and there is some truth to it there is a lot of truth to it but there are a few caveats that i just want to talk about now so the first thing is if you are not sure of someone's name just don't use it because getting someone's name wrong is even worse than you just not addressing them by their name at all that's one thing another is um just as with everything else moderation here is key if you speak to someone and in ev and you put their name in every single sentence it will just make you look weird and it will be suspicious and it's you know it's so funny because that way you can tell so well if someone's trying to um use that trick on you which you know is not really a trick because it's just nice right for people to be respectful of your name to learn it to want to learn it so i feel like if anything by sharing it by people using it, we're actually creating a better society where we are treating people like humans and trying to actually, you know, memorize uh, their names. But if you're trying to do it to get somebody to like you uh, or to help the process, because everything I'm sharing here, I'm sharing it on the assumption that we don't want to, that you guys don't want to manipulate anybody and that you want to do is use this knowledge for good to improve your dating life and to meet, you know, a woman you will be in a relationship with, a woman you will have, or women you will have a fantastic dating life with, um, and not for manipulation. So 
uh, yeah so be so be so be, be beware of not overusing this tactic and not putting um her name into every single message you send to there because she will just think you're weird so that's and um the biggest thing when it comes to social awareness is body language and um that's the most classical you know definition of emotional intelligence and reading people in general is um is reading their body language and and something that I want to bring to your to your attention here is because I'm not even going to go through, you know, explaining what particular gestures and eye contact and, you know, arm and leg positioning mean, because again, you can look up all of that on the internet. And I am not here to give you information that's already out there and, you know, that everybody talks about. So, and also if you're here, it means you're probably, you have been interested in the topic of dating for a while now. So you probably know this already. Um, but what I want to talk about is that um, one thing is reading women's um, intentions or how she's feeling about you at a date or when you guys talk when you meet. So um, so that's one way. So that's one way of applying body language in dating. So being um, having knowledge of that. But another is um, using body language to project yourself in a certain way. We were talking about confidence yesterday. And if you did the homework and if it, uh, you know, if you started and if you, if you build your confidence up, some of the things in your body language will change automatically. Your posture is very likely to change your, um, your gestures or how you, how you how you position your arms and legs this is very likely to change because this is a very automatic almost process it's just linked to our self-esteem so if you think of ourselves highly our body language is very likely to adjust not everything because for example if you hunch like this if you if you've done it all your life this is something you might want to work on um, specifically and you want to address specifically because even you, you might be a confident person but it might just be bringing the perceived level of your confidence down because of the slouching or for example um, eye contact touch proximity these are the things that you want to pay attention to when you are working on your growth in the dating area because the things that you just that the 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 things that apply to you directly so you know how you sit how you talk is something that's quite easy to just you know read then you practice it once or twice and then you just keep yourself in check that you're doing it but for example uh the um, the right amount of eye contact the proximity when you you know the distance you keep between yourself and a person, especially in a dating situation or, or the amount of touch that you use. These are massive confidence indicators. But again, just like with using the name, someone's name, um, you want to use it in moderation in the right way. And this is where practice is necessary. And this is again, where patience is necessary, because you will need to um, test waters with this one. But um, don't be 
don't be scared to experiment because the 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 thing is and from my experience um in most cases it's not guys doing too much at a date uh, being too forward on a date it's usually them being not forward enough and then the woman is not sure if they're interested or if they're maybe just you know maybe they're not feeling a spark so it usually doesn't work out because because of lack of action as opposed to too much action so um don't be afraid to experiment and see and maybe do more eye contact maybe even more that you're comfortable doing at first and the good thing is about things like and i'm gonna start with eye contact because that's the easiest one to practice obviously you know proximity and touch and and you know um everything else face expressions that's very dependent on the context so you will be practicing that um in particular dating situations but eye contact it can be practiced everywhere you can practice it on the tube on a bus on the street and you can you will be surprised how much like what an what an effect and what an impact um eye contact can have especially when paired with a smile so i really encourage you to if you feel confident in your knowledge about body language to just go out and try it in um in different situations and um and if you feel that there's maybe something you want to learn maybe something that you're not um too confident about um then look it up first or reach out to me if you want to you know if you're interested and more personalized help and maybe applying that in your life uh do let me know um and then just get on with it and you know and 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 start trying because the good thing is and especially with something as simple as eye contact on the tube you have literally nothing to lose you will probably never see her again anyway or maybe you will because you know the power of your eye contact will be so um so strong so uh so yes self-awareness, uh, social awareness in terms of body language. And the last thing I want to talk about, just to keep this um, under 30 minutes, um, is asking for feedback. And that's especially in relation to body language, but you can also use it if, if someone, um, and when I say ask someone, I mean somebody trusted somebody who knows you well, uh, maybe a good friend, maybe a family member, you know, a sibling, a parent, somebody who knows you well, who you're close with. Um, I'm not sure how able they will be able to, um, how able they will be to help you with your self-awareness. They might have some reflections, but at the end of the day, it's called self-awareness for a reason. So, um, they might have some pointers, but I wouldn't rely on them too heavily. But then when it comes to um, social awareness, so how you communicate, your body language, how you come across um, is basically what I'm trying to say, is definitely something where people in your environment can help you with. Um, and again, the two caveats here are, it needs to be somebody trusted and somebody who wishes well for you um so that's one thing another is just because somebody tells you something it doesn't mean it doesn't necessarily mean it's 100 percent the truth but if you trust them and if they're close with you it probably means you should take it into consideration 
So that's the other thing. And the most important thing of all is your mindset around feedback, because it's, it's, it sounds easy um, in theory to just ask for feedback and then apply it. And um, honestly, feedback from people in your closest environment can be so, so powerful, but it has, it comes with a price and the price is the difficulty and the hit your ego first suffers when you request that feedback. And so I do appreciate, it's easy for me to say, just ask for feedback. Um, naturally, we, we, don't, um, we don't like being criticized, but what I want you to keep in mind and what I want you to work on is that in this case, this would be constructive criticism. This is not aimed at bringing you down. This is actually aimed at um, helping you improve yourself and become better and you know transform your life essentially because dating is such a massive aspect of your life it has the 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 potential to change it completely or you know enhance it significantly so um, just keep that in mind when you wanna when you wanna give up on that idea and want to maybe do you know the other exercises that I talked about today and you wanna drop this one and miss um yeah and just 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 not do that one please don't do it give yourself a chance even if it's just once and even if you're just ask your mom um start off with something um start off with something and even if that feedback is not you know even if your head even if in your head you're hoping that it will be they will just tell you no no you're great and then they tell you oh actually there's xyz um that you could improve Instead of um, obviously getting mad at them, that's not even an option because if anything, these people should be thanked and appreciated for taking the time to have this somewhat uncomfortable um, conversation with you. But another thing that I want you to remember about is that these people will tell you, but they see, but the difference is everybody sees what they see. It's just that they are the ones to tell you. So would you rather hear it from your mate that um, you are too touchy-feely and it comes off as just, you know, some people might find it aggressive or that you are maybe too loud or, uh, you know, or your body language um, projects extreme lack of confidence. It's not nice to hear, but you would rather hear it from from your friend than somebody you're trying to impress, right? And I guarantee they won't tell you that. They will just not meet you again. So um, I'm gonna stop here. We're at 30, uh, at 7.35 now. So I'm gonna stop now um, and open up to any questions. Okay, Eric says, eye contact in the tube may be creepy. <laughs> of course, everything can be creepy if not used in moderation, which is something I uh, cannot stress enough. So I'm not telling you to stare at somebody like a psycho. It's all about um, keeping it balanced. So if you can tell that someone's turning uh, away when you, you know, when your eyes meet, yes, please do not be creepy and please do not, you know, make it... Uh, just go on um let them let them let them go and don't and don't try to force it 
Um, but in general, I, I would still argue that practicing, you know, making eye contact with random strangers is a great way to build your confidence up and work on that thing. Um, Ken says, how about X? Is it the right person to ask for feedback or they would be biased? Hmm. That's a great question, actually. Um, I think it depends what type of relationship you have now. Um, you mentioned having children in yesterday's life. So I'm, I'm guessing you might mean um, the person you have, you have children with. And, you know, if you're if you're if you are co-parenting uh, co and you're very friendly and it's going well, um, I think ask them. It, it, it shouldn't hurt. Um, obviously, do keep in mind that some of the things they say might not necessarily be said um, to make you feel bad or to get back at you or to be petty, but it just might be their perspective. And obviously, their perspective is that they're your ex-partner. Obviously, something must have gone wrong that you're not together. But um, in general, People who remained in, you know, fairly civilized, um, on, on fairly similar, um, civilized terms with their ex-partners and it, and, you know, and some time has passed and the emotions are not there anymore. And when I say some time, I don't mean a few weeks or months, I mean a few years. Um, I think they should be definitely able to distance themselves, especially if they genuinely want to help you because you're friendly. Um, their feedback could actually be very valuable. Given you are good friends, yes, absolutely. Yeah, go for it. I think this can be a great source of information. Um, but then again, when you go in this conversation, please be prepared to have the right reaction, meaning even if it's something that you feel is hurtful or unfair, because that's, that's, that's one of the coping mechanisms that we have, right? Um, this is unfair. This is, this is not how I am. This is not what I'm trying to do. Okay. But, so this might be your intention, but maybe you need to think of the ways you're expressing this intention because this is not how it reads to people. And if you're not sure, if you're maybe thinking, oh, maybe it's just this one person, if you can double check it with somebody else and see what they say. Um, but yeah, so approach this conversation from a place of being ready, from the place of readiness to say, thank you, I appreciate you, because I know this is not the most comfortable conversation to have. And uh, just don't try and argue with them because they will never, ever share any feedback with you again. And you don't want that. Um, Nick says, uh, is childhood emotional neglect self-help, well, that's a long sentence. Is childhood emotional neglect self-help material a good starting point to work on self-emotional awareness? Oh, um, I think childhood emotional neglect self-help material. Mm. I think that's a very um, that's a very deep point you would be starting out uh, you would be starting at. So I would probably say no. I would probably say start with something more generic, and then as you find out more about your particular case, you can then navigate where you want to go and if you even need to go to childhood 
you know, as far back as childhood. But I would say um, there are just too many things that um, could have happened and affected you between your childhood and now. So probably not the best place to start, in my opinion. Rahul says, are dating sites genuine nowadays? Guess it all depends which dating sites you mean. Um, but in general, I would say that dating sites, dating apps um, are definitely, I mean, that's the, that's the place where most people meet these days. So, and that's a, you know, that's a, that's a pro and a con at the same time, because, um, we have so like so many people, basically everybody that's single is on some sort of online place platform for singles. But the downside of that is you get every anyone and everyone and you know, and and people have different intentions. So it's not um, a few years ago, it would be people who are more serious about relationships that would log on. Nowadays, it's everybody. So you have a bigger pool to choose from, but at the same time, you probably need to do more, uh, more searching, more filtering through because there are just more people there. Okay. Um, any other questions? too crowded basically i mean i wouldn't necessarily say too crowded i would say it's all about how you use um it's all about how you use filters so on this particular platform so i think um it's just being clear on what you want out of dating then figuring out which of the platforms caters best to what it is that you want and then using your filters um, in a way that's most beneficial for you so and you know i could i could give examples here but again i would have to go in a number of like i would i would have to spend a good few minutes explaining it just because people have different goals and different circumstances so uh yeah but it's just about personalizing search which is which is why i also think a lot of the blanket advice available on um on the internet talking about dating apps and how to use them this is why this advice is ineffective because everybody's situation is different or there are you know um, different circumstances so and then the way you use these apps needs to be adjusted to that so okay um eric says your ideal first date location um probably a dinner um but yeah that's just uh i'm quite old-fashioned and traditional i just i just feel like a dinner is a good way to get to know someone and that's what I recommend to my clients as well. Like dinners, uh, yeah, dinners are just, and they also allow to like set the mood. If you do a daytime date, you can, but uh, in my opinion, it's just not, it just doesn't have as much of a potential to create this romantic atmosphere, um, which is something that we will get to in one of the, in one of the classes coming up as well. Okay. Uh, any more questions before we close? No? 
Okay, great. Uh, well, in that case, I'm just having a look at the at the schedule. Uh, so in that case, I will see you next Monday, 7 p.m. sharp, and we will be covering looks. Uh, so you definitely want to come for that one. I feel like there will be some controversies and some discussions. So yeah, really, really look forward to um, speaking with you then.